Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Academy of Tomorrow podcast. I believe this is our episode four or five. My name is Hugh, and I'm here with Michael, my co-host, as well as Scott. And so I'm going to shut off for a little bit and let them introduce themselves. Awesome. Thank you, Hugh. Hi, everyone. My name is Michael, um, and I'm the co-host for the Academy of Tomorrow podcast. Um, obviously, I've worked with Hugh back when we were also Infinite Logic Entertainment. and as you all know, my, my interests are in software development and web development, and I handle a lot of the backend responsibilities for the podcast. But yeah, we're really excited to have Scott on this week, and yeah, I'll let Scott introduce himself. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, my name is Scott DeConing. I am a, a morale specialist and a feedback expert. I've been a leader in one way or another since I was age of 15, so I've not only learned, but I've also been able to see how other leaders have taken on, and I've basically taken their tips and tricks plus the research on the internet. And uh, I want to help leaders get better at uh, leading and boosting their teams. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. That's amazing. And when we first connected, I, I really got into that that topic and I realized that a lot mm-hmm. of people would be more benefit in, with this topics as well. And to kind of start us off, can you kind of give us a, a definition of feedback and what it looks like? I'll give you two. Uh, feedback is basically a way for one to improve themselves, whether it be through performance, through uh, just their actions, or just figure out what's going wrong, right? Now, what a lot of people think is it's a way of being criticized. That's where a lot of people tend to start with it. And to be honest, it's based on their history, the way they were given feedback when they were younger, uh, with other employers, or even other coaches, if, if you're talking sports. So, Overall, though, feedback, especially done right, is a huge way for us to develop ourselves and overall our teams. Awesome. Amazing. So what's the purpose of feedback? The purpose is more just to understand where we can improve, where we can identify gaps, whether it be in a process or in our just overall function, whatever we're trying to do to make each other better. Okay. And are there such things as an instant feedback? Yes, uh, a lot of people refer to that as results. <laughs> and <laughs> when something is not going the way you think it should or thinking something is going sideways really quickly, it's it shows. And a lot of people usually, I, fi- I find we tend to have to resort to some sort of pain in order to really take in whatever that feedback is to drive any real results unfortunately, when it comes to instant feedback. Okay. Can you elaborate more on that that kind of pain feeling that you just described? Uh, for sure. If you will just take it as, a, as we were when we were kids and we were riding our bike. If I fell off and it hurt, you worked on your balance, right? That, that fall is instant feedback. And that pain is your brain's way of saying, I need to protect you. Let's not fall again. So when you go and ride a bike again, you're looking at it going, okay, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. But without that pain, it doesn't equate to the same result, unfortunately. Because the brain, if you think of what the brain does, the brain is actually designed to protect us. True. So when we find an area that it is actually painful, the brain automatically goes, nope, nope, we shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that, Right. And unfortunately, yeah. that's where a lot of people have taken actual feedback. It is painful. 
Now, could instant feedback be used in a way where, let's say, I was doing something right and it's wrong and it wasn't correct, but mm-hmm. then a week down the road, my boss comes back to me saying, "Oh, last week you did this, did it, did this, and so mm-hmm. you should have done this." But sometimes, let's say, if I knew that earlier, I could have improved and I could have used that whole week to better myself. Mm-hmm. So. Have you seen people prefer instant feedback that way, or uh, how would you? How would that work? Yeah, it's a really good question. Before we can go there, though, I think we have to identify the relationship between the person giving the feedback and the person receiving the feedback, because I find that a lot of people who would receive that feedback the week before, if not done done correctly, and understanding the purpose of why this person is actually giving the feedback. They wouldn't actually understand why they're actually giving and receiving that feedback. What I mean is, is that as a leader, if you actually sat down with each individual as your team and basically had a conversation, a candid conversation, and say things like, "Look, I'm going to have awkward conversations with you. They're going to be difficult conversations, but I want you to know that it's because I care about your development. I care about seeing you improve, not only as a person." But seeing the team improve, and it goes down to the individuals. I hope too that if you see any way that I can improve, you'll bring that to my attention. And by creating that relationship right at the beginning, if I did bring that forward to you, it comes across a lot differently than me just saying, "Oh, come on, man, you did it wrong again." That's that's never good. <laughs> no, and unfortunately, that's what some people do. It's because I, I don't know whether it's. Not understanding that conversation, or just not even thinking about it, most people don't even think about having that conversation with their team. Yeah, no, you do make a good point. And sometimes there are those that kind of prefer、um, one way or another. But go back to your point of relationship building; it it's, it plays a huge role in that conversation as well. Absolutely critical. Yeah, and I remember when.、Um, Michael and I were working on this startup. I was in charge of this small project manager team, and different people want to receive feedback differently.、Mm-hmm. And so I sort of figured that out. And there were, I think, one or two people that wants instant feedback. And、mm-hmm. I, you know, built that relationship, built that rapport, and they kind of knew. Okay, so this is when I approach them. It's for their benefit, for their improvement,、mm-hmm. not to score or take a thing. That's right. Well, and and one of the biggest tests that I've done, the personality test that I've done, when I first started really seeing myself as as a leader of influencing people, is the DISC test. Now it's come across in a couple of different ways. DISC DISC is the one that I first took, but you might see it as colors, as lines. What really, really drove home for me in that test, because there's no wrong answer. Basically, the whole purpose of the test. Is to find out in a stressful situation which would be your most dominant trait. Are you direct? Are you a storyteller? Are you shy? Are you logical? Where everything, like when I think of C's or I think spreadsheets, everything has to be in order, right? And although we have all of the different colors, and I'm not certified DISC trainer by any means, so don't get me wrong when I say this, but by identifying that normally in a stressful situation, I can become very direct. But I talk to somebody and try and give them that feedback to somebody who's very shy. They're gonna drop into the fetal position and start crying, right? 
So it's a matter of knowing your preferred method and seeing that in others so that you can kind of tweak the way that you, uh, you end up giving the feedback. Got it. And that's a really interesting point you brought up. Um, like, obviously everyone has different like personality types and all that. And so I'm wondering like for you personally, as like a coach, mm-hmm. as someone who's like a professional or who is a professional, um, <laughs> is there a way you can tell, uh, I, I guess just by like interacting with people, like, like their mm-hmm. general personality traits, especially under stress. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and really it comes to seeing yours first. Cause once you can actually relate it to what you are, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. The first time I took this test, I've taken it a couple times now, but the first time I took this test, I came across as very direct. I was very to the point and okay, this is what we need to do. Once I understood, okay, well, that being said, how would I like to get feedback myself? And it's very much like, okay, what's wrong here? Oh, that's what's wrong. Let's fix it. Right. Just get to the point. Let me get to fixing it. Then I started seeing, okay, well, if I said that to so-and-so, how would they respond? And, and you start to see little things like, okay, no, they're a storyteller. Okay, well, how would they prefer feedback? And you go and ask them, what was the best way for you to get feedback from me? Would you prefer to come up with the answer? Would you prefer I tell you the answer? Would you prefer that I show some empathy? Empathy is huge, huge when it comes to leadership. Not just a matter of why did you show up late, but I noticed you were late. Is everything okay? I think it all comes down to human beings, right? Treat each other as human beings is one of the best approaches. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I love the way John Maxwell says it. He says, you manage items, you manage things, and you lead people. You manage time, you manage money, but you lead people. That's awesome. I did not think yeah. of that. Comes down to feedback. I think from what you said, it's all relationships and building rapport mm-hmm. and also think of each other as human beings, not just something. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just a body just there to help the operation. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Have you seen an example where the either the instant feedback or feedback itself actually help help morale? Yes, absolutely. Um, where I would say it, it has helped because negative feedback can be a really driving force if the ultimate purpose is good and if people know that it's good. So if I, again, have that honest conversation and say, we're going to have a candid conversation, it's going to get awkward. There's going to be times when I have to get right, right to the point. But they know that it's like, look, I know you can do this. And because I know that's why I'm putting my time and effort into this. And when you do things like that, that's when you start to see the results as opposed to, oh, I got called into the office again, right? Which a lot of people feel if you've ever had that call, like that 15 minutes where it's like, hey, can we, can we just have a chat in our, in our office? Let me, let me pose the question to you guys. When you've had that and somebody comes up and says, hey, we need to have a quick talk. What is that? How do you guys feel about it? Oh yeah, before I can, it's kind of like um, when you're in a relationship, it's kind of like a text saying we need to talk. <laughs> That's, right. That's, That's right. kind of like That's right. all that That's exactly how it is. In and, you're... <laughs> and I love how Jeff Foxworthy says it. He's like, I, I'm just going to give straight yes or no answers until I find out what I'm being accused of. Because <laughs> there's no point in admitting to something I don't know that I've done yet. 
right <laughs> it's the same thing i feel like it's the same thing oh meet me in my office for 10 to 50 conversation it, yeah. without that rapport you have no clue what's gonna go on <laughs> i totally agree it could be anything like um like do you want to discuss like some random like news or at something serious could be <laughs> literally right. anything anything but going back to your question though um I, I guess it also depends on the person that i work with or my even my boss mm -hmm. if i didn't build that relationship i'm gonna sweat mm -hmm. thinking that it's what have i done in my mind will start going through and through and through yep. that's weeks and then figure out the little details and i start i will start to sweat a little bit it's yep. kind of like oh my gosh what is happening <laughs> <laughs> and and that's exactly the answer that i was expecting you to say yeah um michael how are you feeling about what would you do if I if I was your leader and I came up and I said, "Hey, uh, we just need to have a quick fifteen minute chat," what would your thought be? Oh man, <laughs> well, I kind of agree with with what Hugh said. Like, um, if I didn't really know you that well, if we didn't really have that relationship yet, like, mm -hmm. I would be honestly like kind of I wouldn't say panic, but just kind of like, uh oh, what could this be? I mean, like, yep. you could be asking me to get donuts or something, and like I would be like freaking out or not freaking exactly. out, but like, yeah, just oh, yeah. unsure. <laughs> no, and freaking out is the right answer. Because you're going through your head, what did I do? Or did yeah. I, was I supposed to do something? But I didn't. Do, what was I supposed to what do? What am right? I forgetting? <laughs> exactly right. Did I mess exactly up? Exactly <laughs> right. So when when it comes to feedback, take that into consideration. Because pretty much everybody, and we didn't preset that question up, right? Like that was honestly just not at all. out of the blue question, right? So and and you're not the only ones to think that. And if you think about why you think that, it's because of the history of how you were given feedback in the past. Am I wrong? That's true. You're 100% yeah. correct. Yeah, especially I think especially when it comes to people that are kind of perfectionist in a way where they're so detail-oriented, they'll start to think each little task and yes. what they have done or what they have not done. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this now, because um, this is where I'd love to see leadership go. Instead of calling you in for a 15 minute conversation where it's going to be nothing but negative feedback, here's what you're doing, here's what you need to correct. But I called you in to say, you know what? I know, I know this is technically your job, but holy crap, did I ever see you do a good job? Man, I have not seen somebody do that good of a job in a long time. And I just wanted to call you in to say, well done. I'd be totally different there. vibe. Totally <laughs> different vibe. <laughs> I'd be running to the office. <laughs> right, right. But here's so so here's the thing with that though. The brain is designed to protect us, which means that we usually default to the negative. So what that tells us is that anytime we're called into the office, it's going to be negative. Have you noticed that most positive feedback is given in passing? Hmm. Now that you mentioned it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're doing your job. Hey, Michael, I just saw you do that thing the other day. I just wanted to say really good job, man. Well done. Yeah. There's no formal procedure behind it. There's nothing to say, sit down and say, hey, I just, I, I wanted to have this honest conversation with you. It's usually in passing. And where I go with this is because our brain holds on to negative way more than it holds on to a positive bit of conversation. I don't know what the official numbers are recently because I think the numbers change every now and again. But on average, it takes roughly about 16 times for me to say you're awesome 
to counteract one time for me to say that you suck. Wow. 16 times. And yet when it comes to positive feedback, that's what we're doing in passing. If we call people in to the office or to coffee or whatever, to give positive feedback, the same way we did negative feedback, just imagine how many people would actually take that offer to go meet and be like, okay, yeah, sure. This is going to be awesome. Let's talk about it. Yeah, totally. That would be a great way. Yeah. Because like, like you mentioned, we've already, with positive feedback, it's just in passing. But when it's negative feedback, it's kind of formal. In a way, even if you had that relationship built, it's still, Absolutely. we need to talk or can I talk to you for five minutes? We kind mm. of pretext that thing leading to the negative feedback. Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael, you were going to say something. Oh, yeah. I said um, that's totally accurate. Like uh, if I guess like managers or anyone in a leadership position, if like we were to give more uh, like formalized, like positive feedback and like mm-hmm. actually have those meetings be like a pleasant experience, I feel like more people would have that association in their minds. Like, wait a minute. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be called into the office, you know? It's true. Yeah. It's true. But with that, though, I think as, as a leader, as a manager, uh, which are two different things, I think we can agree. A leader and a manager are two very different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan that you don't necessarily need a leadership title to be actually a leader. So if we are a leader of any sense, and I like to look at the difference between a leadership or manager and a coach, even I'll take it to another level. If you think about the difference between a manager and a coach, a coach, when I, when I give you feedback as a coach, it's because I want to improve what, how you're doing things, right? Think of a sports coach. When they give feedback, it's because they want you to play better on the field or the ice or wherever. I'm from Canada, so we got to talk hockey a little bit, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But if I'm a coach, I'm looking at your development. If I'm a manager, now it's just, why, why are you late? Yeah. It doesn't come across the same. So I think, I think identifying the difference between them two is, is it as well. Now, what do you think about the phrase leaders are made and not born? I heard a really interesting podcast on the Brene Brown podcast uh, the other day, actually. And I couldn't agree more that whoever the guest was, and I can't remember exactly who the guest was, said, we're all technically leaders. So I believe they're born. And somebody may say, well, I'm not really a good leader. Well, you lead your life. Mm. You, you lead how you, what you eat. You lead whether you work out, whether you don't whether you want to watch TV, whether you want to do a, start a side hustle, like you are leading your life in one way or another. So we're all technically leaders. It's just what level of leadership do you want? And when he said this, I was like, that is totally true. I never thought of it like that. Now I'm having the same reaction as you did. <laughs> right? Right? And I'm like, wow. I and, and, and if you're a parent, like I am, I don't know if you guys are parents, but if you're a parent like I am, you're kind of thrown into the leadership role, whether you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not a parent, but I've, I've seen and I've taken care of like my little cousins. Like when I meant little, mm-hmm. it's, I've taken care of them since they were kind of born until they're maybe 10. So right. yeah, sort of same experience. Yeah, you, get, you get breaks in there. You get breaks. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, but it's close. It's close. We'll, we'll get... I get sleep, right? That's all, man. As a parent, you're just perma-tired. I think that's what it... 
so to kind of go back to the negative feedback when we were talking before, mm-hmm. how I guess how often do you see it more than positive feedback, or is it vice versa? Um, I would say it's probably eighty twenty, where it's eighty percent negative, twenty percent positive. But if you think of how many times we hold on to a negative, yeah, compared to how many times we need to hear that positive, we should be hearing positive eighty percent and twenty percent negative. Yeah, because you mentioned something about the long of long of like. 16 positive equal one negative right something like that yeah exactly yeah that's the last number i heard i, I can't say whether it's yeah. up to date or not but that's the last number i heard is, is 16 positives to counteract one negative okay yeah and so we were discussing feedbacks and now going to mm-hmm. someone who might be receiving the feedback mm-hmm. what's your advice for someone who has a hard time receiving good feedback Receiving good feedback, uh, usually yeah. in that case, it's a it's a level of acceptance, <laughs> first of all, because I think a lot of people don't, like, I believe we're on the same boat where we want to hear that positive feedback, but at the same time, it's like, oh, well, uh, thank you, I think. Mm. Is that how I respond? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> okay. used to getting this, right? And this may just be a Canadian side of things, but I, <laughs> I noticed, too, that we're just used to giving that feedback in return, reciprocating, because it's like, oh, you gave me feedback, I should give you feedback. Oh, you're doing really well too. And I do this myself. So when I say this, I'm not perfect in this realm, but we should almost just stop for a second and say, thank you. Not just because of the fact that we should just accept what was said and just internalize that for a second. It's like, hey man, did you know you're awesome? Thank you. Right. And I accept the fact that I just said you're awesome because I yeah. say it and I mean it. But also to give that person the satisfaction of what they just did. They just gave somebody positive feedback when they didn't have to. And they're going to feel good about that too. Wow. So it's almost like taking away their glory in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the US, it might be different where there's a lot of negative feedback rather than positive mm. feedback. Because just speaking from experience, I've seen a lot more negative than positive. Because sometimes we tend to focus on the result. And so if the result is not there, we turn into either scolding that the other person or Mm -hmm. giving them such a negative feedback where it demoralizes their either professional experience or even Mm -hmm. whatever that during that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so here's the interesting part about this. And the reason I say that I'm a feedback expert and a morale specialist is because if feedback is given correctly, which hasn't been done very much in the past, and I don't believe is being done presently, which is why I want to talk about it, it actually boosts morale. And we were talking about it before we started recording, Mm -hmm. that when I found a Forbes article that supports my opinion, where If you boost morale of your team, it increases the profits by 21%. And you haven't increased the price of anything. You haven't changed anything. All you've done is change the focus to your people. Profits go up 21% and turnover and calling in sick goes down 49% because people want to be there. They're excited to go there. Mm, Okay. So if people really want to like 
do their job and like love their job and like love who they're working for that would in turn make them more motivated and then and, and successful for everyone absolutely got it and then um i guess on the reverse side too like on the other hand like if someone's always getting like bad feedback or like they're mm-hmm. in like a toxic environment that would be the opposite result then right absolutely got it yeah and it's a matter of understanding the bigger picture like where i've seen the most negative morale is when people don't even know who the managers or the leaders are mm. like i've been in a couple situations where they'll see a picture of the current manager and i've had people come back to me and go who is that oh that's not good <laughs> oh you don't know who the manager is that's not good yeah oh, yeah and especially there's um sometimes there are managers who just manage and not really build relationships so it's kind of like oh they're in the back room doing stuff or they're in the office doing stuff and then when it comes to feedback they don't understand the other side like the empathy that we were talking about i think mm-hmm. either before we started the, the the recording they don't have the empathy to understand what the other person are doing and so they just kind of end up giving negative feedback that's right and empathy is huge it's also too it's going to boost your morale because again if we go if we go back instead of saying how come you're always late to i notice you're late or i notice your numbers are down are you okay that comes across a lot different because let's well i i think if we're honest with ourselves anytime that something is going on at home it doesn't just affect at home you will bring it to work yeah So if somebody's kids are sick, if somebody's having trouble with their marriage, or if anything that like that is happening, you will bring it to work. Yeah. That's why I always try to not bring it to work. So every time I meet a new manager or, or a new team member, I always tell them, "Hey, whatever happens here stays here. Whatever happens mm-hmm. at home, I'm not bringing it to work because if something bad happens at home or something negative happens at home, I don't want another person to deal with it because I'm already dealing with enough and you probably already have a million things going on as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's not yeah. good for me to put that little thing onto you again. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But if let's say you and uh, your wife were almost going to go through a divorce. That's hard. And and it's hard not to be the first thing on your mind at all times. Yeah. Right? So I give you a lot of credit for not bringing that to work. Um it's just we we know that most people will not yeah. because they want to yeah it's because they're just it's it, we're emotional beings and anything that is affected by our emotions will drive us mm-hmm. yeah right? and that takes me back to also one of the stories where i work in retail people always say why are you so happy you seem happy all the time and you know <laughs> why you're not sad why you're not angry i'm like because whatever happens here stays here whatever happens at uh, home stays at home I come nice. in with a fresh mind. You guys mm-hmm. deserve all the best. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And how did you how did you get to that point? I grew into it actually. Beforehand, it's just kind of like, oh, I just bring all this thing into wherever I go. But then mm-hmm. I start to realize, like I mentioned before, it's just I'm the one dealing with this. You don't need to deal with it. You already have a million problems going on, so it's not Fair right enough. for me to put that onto you. And mm-hmm. so I don't want that affect how you work, or that affect mm-hmm. how the whole team or the whole organization work. That's right. Yeah, that's good awareness. Yeah, and I feel like having a good 
like leader or like a, I don't want to say manager, but like a good team leader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. having a good team leader or like a good support mm-hmm. staff. I feel like that could really help people have that type of mindset, like where you just have a leader that understands you and that can help you to like bring out the best in you uh, at work, right. regardless of what's happening. That's right. Well, and, and coming from the person who is receiving the feedback, um, obviously I've been on the receiving end where somebody's having trouble at home. And I know that we're not always in a position where we need to tell everybody exactly what's going on, but to at least give the leader a bit of a heads up, Hey, I'm dealing with some stuff. So if my performance isn't where it should be and you need to talk about it, I'm open to that conversation because opening that door and again, you get to control how much detail you go into, but by opening that door, you're at least letting the leadership group know that, okay, if the numbers are down in the sales department for that particular individual, it's because they're dealing with stuff. So we're going to cut them a little bit more slack. But I find that a lot of people try and hold that back. It's like, no, no, I can't tell anybody about my life. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, you're actually hindering yourself. Yeah. You don't have to say this is what I'm going through, but just say I'm going through some stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no way. So to piggyback on that, that, um, Mm -hmm. that topic is, do you think that we need to build some sort of rapport beforehand? Because I feel like if you're coming into a new company or a new team, that kind of mindset or your brain just start automatically saying, no, shouldn't do that. Yes, because what do you think we're trying to build as leaders? Yeah. Trying to gain that trust. Trust is huge, right? It's the hardest thing to build, the easiest thing to break. That's true. Yeah. So if I'm coming in as a new leader, especially... I'm going to have to set the bar for myself because especially if assuming that the old leader had to leave for a reason that was out of their control and and AKA they got let go. If I'm coming in, I may be coming into a toxic environment. I almost have to let them get the closure of what used to happen so that they're mentally able to move forward. It's almost like they have to have a funeral for what just happened. Yeah. For what that old manager did, right? To know that I am not that person. Here's how I want to see things moving forward. Mm. Got it. So in a way, um, it's kind of like the stages of grief, I feel like, based on what you're saying, like uh, like giving them a chance to, I wouldn't say mourn, but like a chance to like have that mm-hmm. funeral and then mm-hmm. I guess go back to being like happy in a way. True. And, and it's not going to happen overnight, especially depending on how bad it is. But the best leaders that I've ever had, whenever we would sit down and have a supervisor's meeting, when I was a supervisor, he said, anything that is said in this meeting does not affect your position, does not affect your job. Speak your mind. How empowering is that? That's very empowering. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. I feel like sometimes people just need to like say what's on their mind and then have that closure before they can like move on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or they'll hold something back because they're like, well, I don't want to get fired for saying something. Yeah. 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 I'd rather find out what's wrong. True. Right? And yeah. I think kind of take it back on that too is what if I'm that person who has a lot of self-doubt and you want mm-hmm. to give that sort of feedback, how would you approach it? First of all, I would come up to you and I would basically say, where do you see yourself going with this? whether it be a position, whether it be a team, right? Because I also coach soccer on the side. So it's where do you see yourself in this position? 
because my job as a leader, and, and I'm having this conversation as if you were the one that had the, the self-doubt, my job as a leader is to empower you and develop you to a position where you want to be. Now, if you want to stay with this team and I can build you to that all the way, awesome. If your goal is to be here for three years to get to the position that you really dream for, awesome. And what's really going to catch you off guard when you see this is a lot of people haven't thought that far ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's that old question. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. The million dollar question. (laughs) Watching TV, right? Because we (laughs) haven't actually sat down and thought, where do I see myself in 10 years, five years, three years this morning, right? (laughs) Tomorrow. (laughs) So part of of that self-doubt comes from the lack of trust in a leader. And to rebuild it, you have to show the investment in them. And a lot of people, especially millennials, 75% of millennials, I found another article here, 75% of millennials will leave a company within three years if they don't feel like there's a sense of purpose and a sense of development. Okay. 